1: We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times
0: when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... (coughs)
2: Can you say Rob Beckett and Josh (coughs) Widdicombe? That's exactly correct.
1: It wasn't exactly correct, let's be honest. I think the answer to that was no. Yeah, well, this is Sebastian, who's five months today. Oh, well, to be
0: fair, that's
1: what are yeah. you going to what do you expect from a 5 month year old? She knew and what was going says, on. She says as pronounced both your names perfectly. After 5 months of maternity leave, I go back to work on Monday. Oh, wee Congratulations. This summer your podcast has got me through some low and lonely moments, many long buggy walks and lots of not knowing what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> My husband's listened pretty relentlessly on his commute and we regularly discuss our favorite bits at the end of each day when we are too tired to talk about much else. <laughs> Thank you both for your support and many laughs. We're coming to see you live on <laughs> Sunday, the 23rd of April. Our son's first birthday. Oh. Maddie, Summers and Sebastian. Yes, we are on tour. We also, Rob... Yeah. We need to plug this book. It's bloody coming out soon. Right, yeah. You did You did a great Instagram post about well, it. I, it was very obvious who it had come from. Yeah, well, I was a little bit annoyed. Look, Josh, I
0: love our listeners, okay? I've, I've loved oh, the little I love the little community. Our I love, I our love our the listeners. little community we've created. All these guys, you know, and people share stories, Instagram. I, the Instagram comments are popping. Everyone's being supportive. We do small business shout outs, trying to get small businesses up and running. We've done 225 episodes for free. We get a lot of people listening, which is great. We love it. Yeah. However, I've seen the pre-orders and the numbers don't match. They don't match. I'm not
1: expecting... Every... They're very healthy pre-orders for a book, Rob, but not for a podcast oh, no, no. book.
0: They're great. Everyone's really happy. However, I've looked at the numbers for how many people normally listen to an episode of this. How many people have pre-ordered the book? And I'd say we're at one 2%. Yes, which yes. is so two percent of people listening Come on. and have been listening for free for two hundred and twenty-five episodes, but haven't bought the book that is ten pounds on Amazon at the moment. And which is very good. It was it's fucking very, great. Do you know what? It's annoyed great. me because we could really good. we could have got ghostwriters in and not put any effort in. I, 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 I
1: fucking we could have turned out any old <laughs> shit, Rob,
0: and got away with it. <laughs> I that,
1: fucking, they didn't say in the contract it had to be good. No, but
0: we bloody well no, went well and did I've it. have fucking written this book, right? And I, it's hard writing a book, and two percent of our listeners, it works out Josh if you spend £10 um, on uh, the book um, yep. if you spend £10 on the book and you have listened to every episode of this podcast it works out that you've paid you get a book and every episode works out about 4p and ep oh, Four well, there P. You,
1: 4p and ep. plus 4p you get the book, and you get book. Which is, if anything, it's like, the, it's like the episodes, only imagine if we'd gone through an editor and all the shit bits have been taken out exactly
0: Exactly. Oh fuck, my dog's chewing something. Hang
1: on, let me get sort this out. Plus, second, well, let's not overlook the, the fuck By the
0: fucking book. Stop chewing. Rose and
1: yeah, Lou have done chapters as well. Rob's gone. I'm just stuck yeah, on my own now head. Right.
0: Sorry. That was live action. Telling my dog off there, Josh. But yeah, basically, four P fucking i I've written this book, Josh. We could have got go we cannot lose to Ryland and Gary Neville. No,
1: do you know what do you know what, Rob? Publisher said to me, it's a big week. You come out you come out the same week as Peter Crouch. We can beat Fuck fucking Peter, Peter Crouch. Creed. Do you think he's written it? Do you
0: think he's written yeah. it? Oh, come Imagine on, how Peter big Crouch his desk isn't
1: is. Sat over the bloody typewriter oh, at 11 leave PM, is he? He's not written that. We're stopping the podcast if we don't beat Peter Crouch. It's that simple. Oh, that's embarrassing. Also, we've got Stacey
0: Solomon on this week now as well. So you're gonna buy her book, fucking Tap to Tidy. Yeah. Fucking out about tap to fucking buy this book, sorry. Is this too aggressive this sales pitch? No,
1: no, no I like it, Rob. I like oh, it.
0: 4 p.m. episode. Just buy the book, you fucking cheapskates. Anyway, Josh, how are you? Good. Yeah. I mean, also as well, you don't have to buy the book. Let me not get give... no, you If you're, to you're the sitting book. there and you're a bit tight this month, don't buy the book, but I know there's some people
1: with dollar in the pocket, you bastards. Anyone that just got anyone in that top level of tax that just got an absolute bonus, <laughs> yeah. spend it on 400 books. Just do it. <laughs> Get the country back on its feet. Yeah. Get out of there by 400 copies of our book. Yeah, exactly. You're helping the economy grow. We're trying to grow here,
0: mate. Um, anyway, but no, I'm, I'm only half joking, but I do yeah. think it's a bit of a liberty, but that's fine. That's on
1: me, and it? But, um. <laughs> um anyway Rob Stacy Solomon today I'd say in a way our most anticipated episode yeah people people
0: want this hard don't they um, we had Joe Swash on but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get Joe Swash on a second time after Stacy basically slugs him off I think she'll be nice about yeah. him because I went to their wedding and it was the most the speeches tell me about the wedding the Rob. speeches went on for about three hours but they were some of the most heartbreaking beautiful speeches because they're a sort of oh. a massive blended family so yeah. everyone had, so Joe Swash's dad died when he was young so Joe's mum spoke and then like and then their kids are older now the kids from their first relationships are all like teenagers so it was like 15 year olds doing speeches about how much they love Stacey and Joe and they're so young doing a speech and then at one point I was crying I turned around to I think Joe's brother-in-law big big guy he was crying too and he went fucking hell it's like Comet Relief But it was—it was—we was. was, I felt very privileged to be invited, and it was a beautiful day. One—One thing I might bring up in this episode is when we were waiting for Stacey to walk down the aisle, and um, I checked my phone because I was a bit bored waiting for the wedding to start. That's life. And um, she did a story on Instagram of her running a bath, and I was like, "Come on." Come on, man. Fair enough, have a
1: bath. It's your day,
0: but don't put it on fucking Instagram while I'm sat in the sun. <laughs>
1: you'd be bollocks off here. Um, do you know what that's like when someone's late and then they turn up with a coffee and you're like, <laughs> come on,
0: mate. But it's a it was a wedding day, so I didn't bring it up, but yeah. I might bring yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah.
1: I might bring it up on this. Has anyone got a reason why this couple can't be joined? Yeah, she had a fucking bath, mate. <laughs> Before we bring Stacey on, do you want a couple of on. emails or do you want to bring her on now? Yeah. Do you know what? It's not our decision, Rob. Michael?
0: Yeah, I think you guys should probably (laughs) do a little bit more than six minutes' work. (laughs) That's the equivalent of Josh trying to get off work early. Josh, we've probably got enough, haven't we, there? There we go. There we go. Um, It's a boomer story. Hi, guys. 34 years ago, my mum fell pregnant but had a holiday to Cornwall booked. On this holiday was me and my dad. I was three years of age and my mum and our new baby who was four weeks old. My mum thought it would be too much to go to Cornwall with a three-year-old and a four-week-old. However, the other friends that we were going with convinced her it would be okay because there was another couple of couples that could help with the baby. So... One afternoon, my baby brother hadn't stopped crying, so my dad and the other dads on the trip said they would take him for a walk. They conveniently found a pub. After four oh. hours, my mum, who four was hours. looking, <laughs> my mum, four hours, it is a boomer story. After four hours, my mum, who was looking after me and the other three-year-olds with a few other mums, said she was starting to feel really anxious as there were nowhere to be seen. She was still breastfeeding him and thought he really needs a feed soon. They better bring him back. She then saw in the, on the horizon my dad and his mates walking up the hill towards him. She thought, thank God, it's been four hours, but he's here now. I can feed him. The only problem was there was no baby.
1: What? There was no pram. No. Just four I'm men. I'm glad we did an email. This is absolutely incredible. <laughs> Just four men. <laughs> oh, my God. Walking down a hill oh my
0: god. with no pram. As oh, my God. As soon gosh. as my dad saw my mum, <laughs> they locked eyes and he realised... That she had oh seen four grown men <laughs> walking down a hill with no baby. All, <laughs> all four of them turned around and sprinted back to the pub to collect the buggy and the baby inside to bring fucking back for a hell. feed.
1: What kind of baby? How chilled is that baby? Well, the, you forget it, about it.
0: It does say here my dad's defense was the baby was asleep and not crying. That's all you asked me to do. <laughs> Incredible. Oh Absolutely. dear. Absolute boom. That was a good one, wasn't it? that's why that my, that's like, that is where, you know, we've got a good producer there. He got us back in, the guy. Reds back in the game. We did yeah. a good email. Now it's time for the SS. Sorry, Stacey Solomon, don't ever say that again. Yeah,
1: don't say that. <laughs> it. It's not time for the SS. <laughs> that.
0: Next up, Nazi parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry I'll, you know no, I sometimes call you I would say JW or RB yeah, 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 I yeah, went yeah, for yeah. SS and realised it meant something bad but um, no it's not it's Stacey Solomon who is yeah one of the most
1: requested I'd say the queen of mum. the ultimate the ultimate request we've had I'd say this is the one the listeners have been looking forward to. Yes,
0: I'm. I'm a huge fan of Stacey Solomon, so I will be biased in this interview because I love her to pieces and I
1: love Joe Swash. We haven't recorded it yet. It might. It might be fucking dog shit. Imagine if she comes on with really sort of you know far right views. energy.
0: Okay,
1: that was the SS. Uh,
0: weird one. Tap to tidy. Let's tidy up. Let's tidy up the planet. Tap to tidy. Okay, here's Stacey Solomon. Welcome to the podcast, Stacey Solomon.
2: (laughs) Good morning. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm tired. How are you?
1: (laughs) All right. So have you got a kid there then, Stacey?
2: Uh, yeah, I've got a few of those. Um, <laughs> no, this thing, my son Rex is here and my daughter Rose is here. I luckily managed to time Rose's nap to a T, so she's asleep. No, but no. Rex is running around playing Hot Wheels. So you might hear some, uh, oh, yeah, just heard some door slams and some some feet running around. I'm sorry. It goes away at the moment. So I've literally, it's just us. We usually oh. try and do our work. Oh, that was nice, Rick. Thank you. And um, we usually try and do our work like alternatively, but it just hasn't happened in the last three weeks because he's been away. So, oh, fair enough.
0: He's been away filming. Um, yeah. Stacey, can you for the uninitiated, please? Can you run us through how many children you have and their ages, if possible?
2: Oh, God. I don't know if I can remember myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got four children. We, together, we've got five children. Joe's eldest son, Harry. He's fifteen. My eldest is 14. Um, then there's Leighton, who's 10. Oh, my gosh, how bad is it that I have to sit and think how old they are? I forget their names sometimes. I'm like, Theo, Teddy Peanut, which are the dogs' names, until I finally reach my children's <laughs> face. Um, and then we've got Rex, who is free, and Rose, who is about to be one.
1: And you've got a load of dogs as well?
2: Just, to, just, the, just, two just the two dogs. Just the two dogs. <laughs> yeah. We thought, do you know what? Um, Four kids isn't enough. Shall we get two dogs as well?
0: Amazing. Well, I'm, I met one of your dogs, Peanut, at the wedding, and he was very well behaved.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Peanut is the most friendly dog ever. He loves people. And when you were at the wedding, when we got our photos back from that little photo booth, Peanut was in nearly every single one. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, he, he, just he, he was in the taxi getting pictures <laughs> of everyone.
0: Well, no, Peanut was asleep in the taxi and then everyone <laughs> went in and just sort of picked him up and he stayed asleep or half woke up for a photo and then they left him in the cab. So oh, he man, was always he in it. the cab.
2: He loves the cuddle so much. He, he had the time of his life that day. There were so many people giving him attention.
0: Oh, it was. It was amazing. I'll, I'll just say because we were so, um, me and Lou were so be um, invited with the girls and it was such a lovely day. I'd say it was. I've been to a load of weddings. You know, you go to some weddings and they're nice or there's some where you go, he did that and she don't know all those sort of things. But it was a proper... <laughs> Let's hear more about those love. ones, Rob. I <laughs> know, I can't. No. No, Just a bit more on details those. on those <laughs> ones would be ideal. You know the weddings I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, it, honestly, I've never been to a wedding full of so much love. And the speeches nearly absolutely killed me, Stacy. because oh, all your boys are a bit older now. They're like teenagers. They did speeches about you and Joe and what... You, all you oh. meant to each other and then Joe's mum did one because Joe's dad's not around and oh my god it was
2: <laughs> do you know what it was so funny because the boys did it we didn't say to them you have to do a speech or anything like that so we didn't know if they were going to do anything or not we just said you know on the day if you fancy it go for it and Joe was an emotional mess the whole day <laughs> weren't he yeah so before I even walked down the aisle why are people come up coming up to me like my mum and my mother-in-law saying don't worry Joe's a bit of a like a bit of a mess down there, but don't worry, he's happy. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going on? So, like, as I walked down the aisle, he was already sobbing. And I just, I'm not very cryy. I I don't know why, I'm just not very cryy. And I thought, I'll be fine the whole day, it'll be absolutely fine. And then as soon as the boys were like, Oh, yeah, we want to say something, we want to say something, I just could not hold oh, it in. Yeah. Because they never say anything, especially teenage boys. They basically don't ever tell you how they feel or what they think of anything. So it was it was really emotional to hear it like what they had to say and they were actually really nice I was so surprised yeah. you know you go through that moment where you're like oh what are they going to say what are they are going to reveal here yeah
0: I've never <laughs> seen teenage boys be so sort of emotional because I was expecting them to go yeah and dad you're a bit of a dick or like, <laughs> which, like you know like what teenage boys think's funny but don't realise it's a
2: wedding yeah. and they were, they were
0: so lo- it must have been so lovely to hear especially with a I think the words blended family yeah. now like you're always oh. worried if they're not going to get on and things like that but that must have been it lovely for so you it
2: so nice it really was so nice and i think as well because joe did joe's joe's very um open at home and and he really like talks about his dad a lot and what how much it, it affected him losing his dad i think the boys because we are a blended family and their their lives necessarily and they their parents haven't been everything that you see in the films. Yeah. I think they really appreciate what Joe's been through. And, uh, and, you know, he's an amazing dad and an amazing father figure in, in our lives. And it was just so, like, I think it was just really yeah, really shocking to see that we're doing all right. <laughs> they're actually quite happy. <laughs> it was just like, phew.
1: What's going on in the background, Stacey? We need, an, we need an update. You know it's what? My wheel.
2: baby has woken up. Oh no. Rex thought I'd left him because I went to check on the baby. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> <It's okay>. good. <laughs> it's
1: all right. I think when we, did, when we interviewed Joe, for some reason he ended up recording it in the toilet. I don't even remember why.
2: <laughs> oh my God. No. Because he loves being on the toilet. That's his alone time. I'm not, joking sometimes he'll go i'm just going to the toilet babe watch the kids I go. Like, all right then two hours later i'm like you're still on that toilet
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i ring him i facetime him to see if he's actually sitting down he'll fully strip get naked pretend he's down the toilet just so he can spend a couple of hours on his own
0: is he a fully stripper for the toilet then fully naked fully the- stripper.
2: he's so yeah. weird yeah
0: uh. i remember him fully stripping off in the jungle we used to share a dressing room and he'd leave all his clothes outside the toilet to, go yes, to the toilet. Really some people is. do that some people are full strippers it's
2: for so the toilet. bizarre I mean, I wish I had the time to fully strip the Garzoyla, <laughs> but... <laughs> Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's withagenc ycom ninety-five shipping and handling, subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime.
1: He wouldn't. He wouldn't fully strip for a piss, would he? No, it's
2: always it's fully stripped for a sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cool, 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 if, cool, he's, yeah. if he's
2: in for the long haul,
1: <laughs> you don't want to go into a, into a pub and he's just stood there at your eye and stark naked. <laughs> in,
2: in
0: his defence, I think he's done so many bush Tucker trials. I think toilets are difficult for him. He's, it, he's, <laughs> when you think of what's been in his belly, he's over got PTSD the years. from talking. <laughs> um, so you and Joe are both working parents, but also obviously hands on with the kids. How do you split the job? jobs in the house if you're both at home is it or is it whoever's not working does everything or or do you have like roles? Uh,
2: to, Joe's re- done, done a really good thing when we first got together is he just did everything terribly so I would take over um <laughs> so yeah he he quickly worked out how to get away of doing very little around the house but he is the cook I would say right. out of all of us I'll make like fun little snacks and stuff but he is the chef so I probably am the cleaner. And I'm a bit meticulous, whereas he is not. You you have to share a room with him.
0: Oh, right. Stacey, drove me mad. So he would get to share a room with him. And it was just his stuff everywhere. And because he was like the senior one on the show, like I, you can't really moan. You sort of have to get on with it. And <laughs> well, also, I
2: don't my... think Joe's ever been the senior one
0: on <laughs> <each> the show. <laughs> well, well, God knows where I was in the running order then if he, if he wasn't. <laughs> but he, uh, well, I had to my laptop out because I used to write a rude stand-up routine every night for the spin- off show of I'm a celebrity, and by the end of the three weeks, my laptop keys wasn't working. well that's weird. And there was this weird bit of like plasticky lacquer on it, and it was because when Joe used to get his hair ready, and that there's a lot of ways he gets his hair ready, oh.
2: he has this special spray that I don't know what it's called. That fiber stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: The fiber stuff that sort of helps you if you're a bit follically oh, chatting. My he's so
2: keyboard.
0: So it just it lands and it just because it's so sticky, it's supposed to be sticky and thick in your hair. It landed on my laptop (laughs) and I couldn't press the keys. It was a nightmare. Do you find sticky patches, Joe's left? Oh my
2: goodness, he's so he's just so. I think because he lived on his own for such a long time, he looks like a student, and he's just it's bizarre. I've never known anything like it, and and I think maybe it's why we ended up. To give up because we're the complete, absolute, complete opposites. Like he'll spit his toothpaste face into the sink and just leave it there till it goes dry and crusty, or like shave his beard and there's just like little ginger cubes in the sink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest thing you like to do would be just turn the tap on and wash it down, but it's almost yeah. like it's inbuilt in him not to be able to do it.
1: Um, <laughs> so, so you've got a one-year-old. How you? How's the sleep with the one-year-old?
2: Do you know what? She's actually a, a good sleeper. I am lucky with her. She sleeps okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think sleep in general when you've had kids is different, isn't it? You just... Mommy! Yeah? <laughs> can't tell me this no, she doesn't want to sit down. Play with your cars. I'm going to carry her. She'll be happy, you'll be happy, and we can do a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you carry in the one-year-old at the moment and the, the three-year-old's playing around your feet?
2: Yeah, this is vintage parenting.
0: parenting Even we wouldn't be doing this, Rob. <laughs> oh, it's sorry, commitment. Isn't no, accurate. no, it's, you get yeah, it, you've it's perfect. perfect. You've got to work, um, and Joe's away. You have got to do it, Stacey.
2: Got to do what you got to do, ain't ya? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. Think, I don't know if you feel the same, but don't you think sleep just is different? I used to sleep, and I used to used to fall asleep and wake up and think, "Oh, that's the best sleep ever," and I could sleep for another ten hours. I haven't slept like that since I was eighteen, and I had Zach.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: mean.
0: I was yeah, it's just like constantly waking up all the time. You just survive on five hours sleep. It's just like I used to think Margaret Thatcher was a sort of robot, of only having five hours sleep. Now I'm like lazy. <laughs> She's five. five hours is an absolute
2: dream.
0: Uh, five hours unbroken sleep. I reckon I could go for two days on that. Would you?
1: Would, would you? If I offered you five hours every night for the rest of your life, would you take it? I think
2: I definitely would. Yeah, without would. any interruptions. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: What's but not eternity? when the kids are what at uni. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah.
0: laughs> yeah. So what time's she going down? Is she sleeping through. Oh, the there. She's sleeping
2: through, but we put her down about eight o'clock if we want her to sleep through, and then she sleeps till about seven. Right. She, I, I hate saying that because I've had. When Rex was little, he didn't sleep at all. And hearing people say their kids slept for 11 hours before they were one just used to make me want to cry. So, but she's my first one in four. Don't worry. Wow. Enjoy it. You deserve it. (laughs)
1: Because
0: after spending some time with them, I feel like Rex has got a bit of that Joe Swash energy. I know you're quite energetic as well, but that sort of really excitable energy, Rex has sort of got that from Joe, do you think?
2: Rex is Joe's double in every single way. The way his mannerisms, his personality, his craziness, his uh, ability to just find everything the most exciting thing in the world, um, <laughs> and he just can go and go and go. He is like Joe. Joe bounces off the walls. It's funny because people say to me, "Is he like that at home?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't just get home and slough out and be really chilled. He's buzzing all the time. He's got his, he's got his positives, though. Oh, yeah. He's got the most energy ever, and he's so good with the kids. Like, you know, sometimes when you just want to sit there, look at the telly and not even watch it, just look at it. Yeah. With, like, without thinking, I can do that, and he will play for hours and hours with those kids, really? and he'll run around and... Like I, I think thank God for your energy because I don't know what I do without it sometimes. That's how I imagine you, Rob.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, when I've not been working that much and I've got like the energy, like yeah, I, I can't sit still. I'd rather be out with the kids all day, taking them somewhere than just being indoors with them trying to keep them. Like, yeah. Over yeah, kind of thing. But then that's why, like, you know, I think that's why you're with someone where it works. Where, like, you and Joe, I've known Joe before, he was with you, and and like, he was, it was, when we was away in Australia, and it was a bit more difficult for him, I think, with like seeing Harry and stuff like that. And yeah. he, the change in him since he's been with you is just so remarkable where he's always been that fun guy, but he would have times when he'd have to turn that on a little bit because it was what it was expected of him. But now well. it feels like it's really, like, not, it wasn't authentic before, but it feels natural. And he's enjoying it and expressing himself and being him rather than sort of having to G himself up for it because he's not as, you know, because he's so happy with that you know on the wedding day you saw it from both of you and it's so lovely to see and you both complement each other perfectly like you say if you want to sit there and zone out and he's off with the kids like is it a bit of divide and conquer you sort of work out different things that you both do with the kids
2: oh yeah i mean that is all we can do when you've got four kids it's very much a military operation of how this is going to work so it's like right we've got three different school rounds because they're all really different ages as well yeah so we've got nursery primary and secondary oh, so oh, we wake oh. up and it's like right one oh, of us man. has to shower with them
0: yeah so <laughs> what's your routine get... in yeah. the morning stacy what's your routine when you wake up on a normal day and you're both there
2: if we're both at home it's the it's the dream i'll have a shower with the little ones um joe will go and make the big ones get up and get ready he'll make breakfast we'll all eat he'll do one school run like Zaki's one probably because it's the furthest away, and I'll do the two little ones, and then we get back home and put the baby down for a nap, and we're like, Hallelujah, oh. <laughs> we've smashed, we
0: smashed
2: it!
0: So, what time are you getting up? But is that what time are you getting up? Uh, what time's the first school like departure?
2: So the first school run, we leave at like ten to eight, but we get out for up about six half five six because the yep. baby's up or Rex is up usually at that time. (laughs) That's just like, that's the normal. I remember when I met Joe, he could sleep till about 1pm in the afternoon and I used to sit next to him in bed and I almost like hate him for the ability to be able to lay in. (laughs) I, I used to be like, you know when you're sort of going round opening and shutting doors really loud? And then they wake up and you go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up, but really deep down, that's all you were trying to do. That's what I used to do when I first met Joe. Now, he can't sleep past 7am and it makes me so happy.
0: (laughs) He's a big fan of a cat nap, though. He's like a dog, isn't he? If he finds a corner, he will curl up and sleep.
2: Do you know what? Him and Rex can both do that. When I had Rex, I'd never seen anything like it. Rex would find, like, a dog basket or a random piece of soft material and just curl up on the floor by sleep. And then I used to look at Joe, and he could do exactly the same thing. He could be buzzing, doing all the school runs, cooking breakfast, coming home, and then all of a sudden, he's on the armchair snoring, and I think, how? How would he do that? Yeah, he is a great catnapper
0: um and um uh, how is what's rex like into when does, is he so is he that awkward age where he's not fully into primary school yet but he's got full of beans and he's entertaining all day is he three oh, did you say he's yeah
2: he's three. so he's all oh, right darling. he's um just opening some ice gems bear with me
0: <laughs> sounds like he needs some energy but yeah should
2: sort him right out <laughs> no he's really good hold on one second maybe in high chair. but that's at least three minutes Three minutes for mum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Three minutes of podcast gold coming up. <laughs> what are you, What, are you, what are you feeding the baby in the high chair?
2: The baby in the high chair has got these uh, weird, rusky-type biscuits. And Rex has
1: got
0: ice gems. So, St- Stacey, can I ask a question? Because your lifestyle is very busy. Obviously, you've got loads of kids. And then also, you're on Loose Women. You're writing books. Brilliant books coming out this year. Joe's cool. busy with lots of filming. He's written a book as well. So you've got very big, busy lifestyle at work and at home. And then your Instagram's huge. And there's a pressure for you to post on there. You seem to manage all of it in a sort of very positive, full of energy way. Is there certain coping strategies you have? Or do you think that's in your nature to be comfortable when you're busy? How, how do you how do you manage it?
2: I don't know if you find it the same, but for me, I genuinely in this industry think to myself: sometimes you'll be really busy and really popular, and sometimes no one will care who you are and everyone will hate you, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's a positive that to, way to look at it <laughs> but it is the way that it goes It's up yeah. and and also it's not like you can get yourself a promotion and yeah. be like right i've sorted myself out i've worked my way to the top so yeah. i'll stay here now well you look I'll at holly go. and
0: phil like within one day
2: <laughs> it's so hard it's so hard it's not an industry that's secure in any way possible so uh, me and joe just always say to each other when when work's coming in and we're lucky enough to get jobs we've got to just go for it and we wanted a family and we had a family so we've got to just make it work and make it happen and i think that's what gets us through it most of the time is that yes there are some times when i'm like oh my god actually my brain doesn't function because there's too much on but ultimately a month later I could have absolutely nothing in the diary yeah so I just hammer it and go for it and work as hard as I can because none of this has longevity or even if it does you don't know what that longevity is or you know what position you're going to be in so we're just trying to make the most of it and do it and then it just goes by and, and you get through it don't you I yeah
0: <laughs> well with Joe's away for three weeks did you say filming? yeah so ha- that is tough you know I go away touring sometimes and lose on her own but so how are you managing that do do you have childcare or
2: did your family no,
0: help out? What's what, Or is it all on
2: I'd you? I'd actually what? say I'm not managing it. <laughs> My kids <Okay. truckers laughs> have been late for school for the last three weeks. Um, It's just one of them times where it's just unmanageable. I haven't cooked a healthy meal every night. I haven't gotten to bed on time. Sometimes I've been late for school and it just is what it is because I don't have that second pair of hands. Yeah. My family are amazing. At the moment though, it just so happened while he was away, none of them are around. My sister's really busy. My mum's gone to to look after my grandma my dad on a whim you know dave yeah he i know dave he's in mexico, he, mexico? Just got, he just got up and went to mexico went dad i want me own. he went oh sorry love didn't know <laughs> see, you, see you in a couple of weeks I was like, oh my god he was the king so, of
0: ibiza on the stag do <laughs> oh oh, you know i'm so
2: worried about him Rob. i'm not joking <laughs> I was you,
0: like, honestly he, he was good as gold and he do you know what he is he just loves a chat and he's very charismatic and all the all the girls oh, but it was quite funny though because all the girls and women i'll say more women than the girls there's sort of an older element that i have be for were all drawn to him and chatting to him and he was like i'm the boy again but a lot of it was it's stacy solomon's dad oh <laughs> so i think after about 10 minutes you realized there was just sort of fishing for stuff Stories about you really and he got a bit yeah, annoyed. But...
2: Do you know what? He's the nicest man and he means well and he's got a heart of gold, but he has no like self-awareness. He loves Joe so much. Oh yeah,
0: and they get he on so, so well.
2: He couldn't believe he'd even invited him on his stag He was so happy. I was like, Joe, why are you inviting my dad? And he was like, I love your dad. I was like, Oh my god. But Dave was both knew about it. I was you.
0: So so he's in Mexico, so it's sort
1: of you and your he's own.
2: A, it's just me and like yeah. with the odd Gemma, can you help me out a little bit my sister? Yeah. Um, yeah. on a school run or two, but it has just been me.
1: Have you had to do all three school runs at
2: any point? Like Yeah, yeah. Oof. This morning I went to to Zaki school, which is about um 25 minutes away, so I dropped him, then I dropped Leighton, and actually Rex doesn't have nursery on a Monday, so he came back with me.
0: So yeah, you've got four um, of them in the car, you've got the baby, you got Rex, <laughs> Rosie. Oh my word. I don't, but you know what?
2: I do love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to be like the Waltons, and here I am, <laughs> in the dream.
0: I think you've gone so far that you'll be, it'll be like, oh, this is like the
1: Solomon Swashes here. <laughs> I think
0: you're going to be the new
1: terminology for it. Oh
2: my God. How, oh. do, how do you even...
1: Get four kids from a house into a car. What? <laughs> you, talk you, me through the practicalities of that.
2: I am so lucky. You've met my older ones, Rob.
1: Yeah, the lovely and lads.
2: They're actually amazing boys, like really amazing boys. And where there is that big age gap, they'll help me. They'll help me get like, so Zach will get, rex dressed um sometimes rose uh, um layton will get rose dressed and they'll help me get them all into the car like it's like they are incredible kids to be fair so i'm i'm lucky with that they're like my child care
0: Well, when they're old. Then you forget is. how old a teenage boy is really like you know they're like 12, 13 they could do a lot and help out. They know what they're doing and and they, and they properly all love each other and get on really well which isn't always the case. There's a lot of sometimes families that come together where it's like if there's new kids from different couples and stuff like, like that it can cause friction but they seem to love it. Was there any point where it was a bit awkward when they were oh, jealous yeah. of the new babies?
2: Oh, not, not the baby. I think the, the blended family situation has been a rocky road. Yeah. So that's never been easy. And we've always had to sort of work really hard to try and make sure everyone feels secure. Um, so that was never easy. And they fight. Like, yeah, my, they're all amazing. But they all have massive arguments sometimes <laughs> and beat each other up. They're four boys. Yeah. So they're super boisterous. You know, like I've watched my kids literally drag each other down the garden, and I'm like, "Oh God, not again!" <laughs> and that's normal as well. As long as they help me and they present themselves in a, a good a, a manner at school that I'm proud of. I don't care. They can have their rough-and rough tumbles, yeah they can have their moments where they lose it a little bit. It, it's annoying, but I think it's just life. It'd be weird if they was always really well together, then I'd be like, "Oh, exactly. Here come the issues.
0: <laughs> yeah, because also, when you've got like, you know, I've got half brothers and I've got four brothers, whatever that sort of means, but you know, you know what I'm saying? We're like, you get on with them all differently at different times, whether they are, you've got the same mum and dad or a different mum or a different dad. There's yeah. always falling outs and things like that. It, it, that's just the that's way it's. How does Joe feel that at some point he probably will be the third toughest man in the household? <laughs> or
2: He's already. He's already getting upset that Zach's nearly taller than him and Harry is taller than Harry's him. Harry's much
0: bigger than him, his boy. <laughs> yeah. Harry, he's much, He could take him already, I think.
2: Literally, he's like... How did that happen?
0: How did that happen? Because Joe Swash is about my height, about five foot eight. and um, Joe Swash is like this full name, he's your husband. Yeah. But um but, like I can imagine, I just got vision of him. now, he runs out and separates the boys and they're like teenagers. But it's gonna be a point where there's gonna be this little ginger bloke separating two six foot geezers. <laughs> they're all gonna be so tall.
2: Like Zach is nearly taller than Joe now. Zach's and, and I'm the same height as Joe, yeah. and even that grinds his gears. Like, on my wedding, when we got married, he was like, um, so you're wearing flats or high heels?
0: <laughs> Joe, that's not
2: a normal question for a husband to ask
0: his wife. <laughs> well, he can't even do a big quiff, can he? That's the problem. He can't get an extra couple of inches with a hair. He,
2: he was like, do I need Cubans or? <laughs>
1: In all this, like, all this busyness, you've kept, like, this incredibly, you know, everyone's seen on your Instagram, incredibly beautiful house. How, I mean, how are you doing that? How When when, uh, are, you, when are you doing that?
2: Well, we're only two years in.
1: Yeah. So but we'll those two excited. years like, <laughs>
2: we, since we had our second <laughs> like kid, our house has just
1: gone to total shit. <laughs> Do
2: you know what? It's... The thing is with the four kids situation is I think it's fair to say that two of them can look after themselves. Yeah, yeah. No. Not that I'm, I've abandoned them and I'm like, oh, you're ten years old now, that's it. See ya, fly <laughs> the nest. But um, but essentially they have to pick up after themselves and they have to not be pigs. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's just the rules in the house. Like. They have to do their own washing. They have to wash up their, after their dinner.
0: Do they wash their own and, clothes?
2: Yeah, 100%. Really? If, if, if Leighton comes in and asks me where his football kit is, I'll lose it. Because I'm like, if you put it in the main wash where I wash everything, I don't know. If you want to find out where it is, if you want to know where everything is and keep up to date, do your own loads. Yeah. So he just so puts what, his
0: own on. What age did you start that from and teach them the, the washing machine?
2: Um, Leighton's been doing it for a couple of years. And so is that probably a couple of years ago. Leighton was about eight. Zach was probably 12, and I just was like, Here, oh, yeah. it's this easy. Yeah. So, tablet, start. Goodbye. And I mean, what are you going to was...
0: teach Joe? Has he started? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't let Joe anywhere near my washing if I wanted to fit me at the other end. <laughs> there's no way. But I don't wash Joe's clothes either. He washes his own.
0: So, Goodbye. so there's, oh, really? So, there's sort of there, and yeah, because yeah, otherwise it's just too much for one person to do, whether it's it you is... or Joe.
2: Exactly, and you don't keep up with it, and you just think. And I and I feel like people, when they're responsible for their own washing, they want it done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's an yeah. urgency because they've got. They need. They need to wear their clothes. They need their uniform. I'll do the kids like shirts and stuff and yeah. uniforms, but any of the clothes they wear outside of school, that's all them trainers. They'll chuck in the wash. Anything like that.
0: Right, so you sort of, they're, now they're a bit older, they're doing more, so it gives you a bit more time to do
2: yeah. the stuff in the if house, especially when the house lady. is part
0: of your job, you know, and you oh, want, want yeah. to if you know, you don't like want to sort take a nice
2: picture in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just need them all to pick up their shit.
0: <laughs> are you going to set up a Be Real account, though, where you can just see their shoes in the background of the photo, <laughs> just in case it's still out?
2: I will always say, like, if one yeah, room in my house is nice, I'll always be like, but don't worry, the rest of it looks like like uh, actual tip do you know what I mean and, um, and I'll just show it because I think you, it's normal do
0: you feel a pressure to sort of upload lots obviously because you know with Loose Women if you're on that show they say beer on this day and you have to turn up or you've got a book deadline but with the Instagram because it's you and it's all on you do you sort of like it's hard sometimes to, to, if you're oh. like oh god I've got to do that or do you just enjoy like expressing yourself I on there? I
2: don't think there is much of a pressure because I don't think anyone is that hooked on anyone else's life
0: alright let's stay alright look I know you'll be Humble here, but you are. You're, you no, are, but un- no, no, you're unbelievable on there. And people <laughs> that's stacy shut up, cool, say You know, they are. No, um, people love it, they are. And
2: no, people are really happy people- about it. And Stacey, there's it, TikToks
0: I mean... where people moan about you, where, like, they go, fucking hell, Stacey's done this TikTok, now my wife's gone down Ikea to buy this certain
2: fucking mirror.
0: <laughs> you are the, You influence the influencers. You're the, top, you're no, the mothership. No,
2: I... I honestly <laughs> Stop you... it.
0: You're <laughs> unbelievable, Stacey. You're just I being, doing, being more, humble. I think it's It's not the audition stage that. of X Factor Now, Stacey. Own it. are <laughs> 5.4 think... million fucking followers, Stacey. <laughs>
2: I don't think it's, I think it's more casual than that, Rob. It's more like, if you need, like, I don't think if I go off for a few days, people are going to be like, oh, my life is over, you know. And when I'm on. Maybe not that far. For me, it's like, I enjoy it. It's like a social life. Mm. Thought, I don't have many friends. <laughs> you saw at the wedding. <laughs> Not got it's any just time. Our <laughs> um, I don't have many mates. Like I've only got a couple of mates from school and a couple of mates I've made in the last ten years or whatever. But mostly because our home life is so busy and our family life is so busy, yeah. you don't even have time to like nurture those friendships very much. So there's. I remember when we was in lockdown, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just here on my own." like doing nothing like it's the weirdest most bizarre like no stimulation for your mind you're not out working you're not out doing anything and I just got um I just started going on socials more because so many people were in the same boat and I just enjoyed it like I I laugh so much at the messages I get sometimes because they're so funny and people are just you forget that everyone out there is normal. So you can get a really warped opinion of what people think or what they feel or what's going on in the world by just, like, watching the news or, you know, only listening to the media outlets available to you. So when you get to do something on your own channel where you can interact with people on a daily basis, it just brings, like, a whole different dimension to... I don't know. I, I don't even know. It's just I find it really warm and comfy, and I love going on.
0: Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I think you, you wouldn't
1: be able to do it if you didn't love it. You know, if it, it, it seems really authentic, and it, I know it is. You can tell when someone's Instagram is forced, can't you?
2: I don't know. Can you? I think yes. some people yeah. find it hard, though, didn't they? I, I, it's easy for me when people say, oh... Don't ever change, stay the same, and I'm like, sure. I don't really know how to be anything else.
1: That's all I've got. I yeah.
2: oh, thank God some people are alright with do you it. Do you
0: still do um, crisps on the uh, on the clothes pegs?
2: Oh my God! Do you want to see the crisps on the clothes peg? <laughs> you still do. Turn my camera off. <laughs> I honestly
1: don't think there's anything better than sort sorting your crisps out on the phone <laughs> Oh, wow, look at that.
2: Look R- at that. that is a live crisp, Cam. <laughs> invaded by Rex, obviously. Yeah,
1: of course. Cool. <laughs> um, your book, Tapped to Tidy at Pickle Cottage, Crafting and Creating at Home with Love. Like, you must have loads of people who are just, like, sending you pictures and stuff of how their home now looks like your home and all the things that you've... You've, you've started a movement, right?
2: No, I yeah. don't think i started starting to move. I think DIY and doing things yourself has always been popular and people have enjoyed it because, first of all, I mean, the cost of things nowadays is just ridiculous. So, for one, most people will get a quote and be like, well, I can't afford that, so yeah. how else can I do it? But also there is a, a real joy and level of satisfaction out of looking at a space and thinking, oh, I'd love it to look like this finding out how you can make it look like that yourself and then doing it and then looking back and thinking, God, I did that. It's <laughs> such a good feeling. And so I think yeah. it's always been something people absolutely love to do. But I, when we moved in here, I just wanted it to be a normal move. The reality is is that some people have the, the facilities and contacts and whatever to move into a house and six weeks later it's all fully furnished, fully done, to a really high spec, I didn't know anyone like that who could help us with that and I didn't. And also it's like a it's a, a cost thing, isn't it? Because it costs like mm. 10 times more to do it that way around. And I also really wanted to be involved in the process. So I thought I'm not going to have much time to do anything else online if I'm going to be renovating. I might yeah. as well share it with everyone and see if I can pick up some like useful tips from other people, information, and if I do something wrong, then I can share it and people will know, oh, I won't do that when I try yeah. it not mean. Yeah. so i just like put it up because i thought it might have been useful for people but also useful for me <laughs> well no
0: I, yeah i suppose also it's very inspiring where like you know women doing diy has not really been something that's been seen a lot and and you know and i think when you haven't seen anyone do it it's sort of like a blokey thing to do you think oh well i probably can't do that i have to ring my dad or get a boyfriend that can do that but you've shown people you know as you know you're with joe now but as being a single parent for a period of time that you can just go down the DIY shop get the stuff and do it and you don't need to rely on anyone else you can do it yourself whether you're a man or a woman or whatever you are
2: yeah i think i think we actually live in a different generation now where men are just as useless <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm dreadful i'm if awful
2: more. Um, because lou sometimes
0: but... goes to me can you do that i go no I've got another <laughs> bollocks, but I do
2: not mean I can put a shelf up. Who, who said that was a thing? I, I just, uh, it's so funny because Joe is not like that at all. Like, if I said to Joe, can you just chuck the fuse off because I'm going to put the light up? He'd be like, where's where's the fuse box? I mean, <laughs> he would not I have no idea where anything is. And he's just not He doesn't like it. He doesn't enjoy it. He finds it really intimidating. And He's, he never really learned it growing up whereas mm. I was really lucky my dad was so weird about us knowing how to do stuff he was like you won't be able to afford a plumber or electric <laughs> or whatever when you're older you've got to know how to do it yourself you can't just call on someone so he was like adamant that we all learned so really that's a huge privilege for us that we'd had like a level of really basic level of education in like bits and bobs around the house from my dad um and then yeah, I do think I do think it's funny how people think that maybe men are better at it than women, but I think it's probably because it's skewed, you know, even now when Zachary goes into school, his D and T class for like woodwork and stuff is mostly boys and yeah. then the the um sewing class is mostly girls which is just strange and i don't know if it's because they're sort of pushed in that direction or it's what they see on the media or the things they're consuming like outside of school which makes them think they can't do those things but yeah it's uh, you do sort of grow up with that impression that yeah. if you so yeah weird. If it's all, I, find a man they'll do it if um if i need, I need
1: I was to find a man right? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it so for can you, do Rob. It I'll for do it me, Rob. <laughs> if I was to do my first project, I've, I'm rubbish at DIY. What would be my intro thing that you think would be an easy way to make myself feel feel practical and good? Put up a shelf. I can't oh put up gosh. a shelf. I don't like don't a I'd be too worried about... Shelf. What about hitting a wire? Don't people like hit a wire and then electrocute <laughs> <Okay>. themselves? <laughs>
2: First of all, unless you're putting up a shelf right next to a plug socket, it's unlikely that you're going to hit a wire.
1: See, that's the tip I didn't know. I didn't know to avoid the plug socket. I'm already learning. This is good.
2: You're not going to put a shelf on a plug socket, though, are you? <laughs> yeah, so avoid plug sockets, which are mostly low level anyway. Yep. So you're not going to put a shelf on the floor. Yep. And then you can get a wire tester off Amazon for like two or three pounds, put it up against the wall and it'll beep if there's any live electrics behind oh, there. there we and go. if you're really that worried, turn all your electrics off. Because then, oh worst comes to worst, if you were to hit a wire, yep at least you won't nothing will happen you'll just have to get an electrician in and it will cost a fortune but next question
1: hurt. next question how do i turn my electrics off
2: <laughs> you go to the fuse board and you you press down on all the buttons okay. that are up that say on okay you'll...
1: <laughs> or just stop paying your bill okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. next, next <laughs> question where's my fuse board
2: your fuse board is generally in a weird, random cupboard somewhere. Some okay. people have it in the kitchen, like like how you know how sometimes you'll find a boiler yeah, in a yeah, cupboard yeah, in the yeah, kitchen. The yeah, yeah. fuse box We've will be under that. the stairs or in the boiler somewhere central to the house. Yeah, basically.
1: Okay, good. Do you I think want me I'm to come
2: that.
0: Any questions I think, I think on that's those the lines? Thing, <laughs> Uh, well, I no, just I was thinking like, you know, with the d and the sewing class, but I think like I'm very similar to Joe where I just do something straight away and I'm overexcited and I don't plan, I'm not logical, where you're much more like Louis, Lou, my wife, Stacey, where you will plan things and go do that in order and you, you quite like order and in, things in the right place and I do this in that order where me and Joe just attack it and I yeah. think it's more how your brain works as opposed to what gender you are that what makes you more suitable for like DIY stuff. Obviously, I could probably learn how to do all the DIY stuff, but I'm not very good at doing stuff in an order I'm terrible at that and it just it just fries my brain so you know Lou what? normally does all the IKEA building.
2: anything right other than do you enjoy it yeah you if you that. enjoy it if you like sitting there making a flat pack and following instructions or watching a video and then trying to do it yourself then you're going to do it and you're going to do it as well as you can do it obviously practice like the more you do it the better you get that's just standard but you're never going to you're never going to want to do, uh, love doing it or be good at doing it if you hate doing it because you'll rush oh. it. I've, I've watched Joe build things from really simple flat packs, right? And I've been like, as I'm watching him, I'm thinking, he doesn't get the, the instruction booklet out. He pours all the screws and stuff onto the floor. He doesn't even plan how he's going to do it, which is uh, the opposite way of how I would do it. I would enjoy methodically getting the screws out, m- making sure I know which screw is which number, reading the instructions, seeing how it ends up, uh-huh, starts. he won't do any of that and there'll be a chair with a leg like coming out the top of it or <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's like, I don't know why I it do. doesn't
2: work <laughs> that's awesome. exactly what
0: I do who mental so you wouldn't but get the instructions out of like it I'd, I'd pour all the screws on the floor and I'd, I'd use the instructions but immediately go on number one without looking at any of the i wouldn't go through the whole booklet before i start yeah and i would start with whatever I wouldn't oh i don't go through a the whole
1: booklet then you can inter- you don't you don't go to the last page of a novel do you like this <laughs> you skip it's it.
2: not a novel <laughs> it's telling you what something's gonna become you need to know i the don't end want to ruin the ending along. <laughs> you don't want to ruin the ending well i was think if you don't know how it's going to turn out Then you can go wrong at any point. Yeah. yeah. So I I always think get to the end, see how it's supposed to look. And then as you go in, if something, if you think, oh, that do not look right, that's not how it looked like in the end picture, then you know you've done something wrong. But I think, I, I, I honestly think it's not for everyone. Like, just yeah. don't like it. And I think that's fair enough. And that's why there's experts out there who will do it for you as but well. But he likes
0: cooking, so he does the cooking. He's got a cooking book out as well, hasn't he? He's got a
2: Yeah, he has book. got a cookbook out. He's so funny because he don't tell me nothing. <laughs> and then, like, he'll post on Instagram, I've got a cookbook out. I'm like, babe, you could have told me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, Yeah. So you're going head-to-head
0: head, head head in book sales. What? How have you um, translated your Instagram to the book then? Because the book calls Tap to Tidy, isn't it, at Pickle Cottage? Is that right? At Pickle Cott- yeah, that's cottage. right. And so what's in the book?
2: So basically it's every room that I tackled in this house and ended up doing myself. It's like a really detailed step-by-step instruction book of how I did it because there's so many things I wish I'd have known when I started mm. and so many things that I really found helpful and useful, so I just... And people ask me all the time, like, oh, I wish I had the confidence to put a shelf up or do panelling or whatever. And I I just thought, hopefully, if I can write it all down and tell people, like, a really um, clear-cut, easy-ish way to do it, then maybe it will give people the confidence to do it or even they'll just enjoy looking at the pictures because the illustrations are so pretty. Um, <laughs> and, and I do love a picture book. Um, so it's, yeah. like a, it's like a recipe book
0: for rooms.
2: Yeah, it's basically like the, the DIY version of a cookbook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
2: No, I loved it. I mean, there's. don't get me wrong. I'm not a carpenter. I'm not a plumber. I'm not a tradesperson with a specific skill set. But there's little bits and pieces that I can do, that I did do, that I absolutely loved. So I just thought it would be fun to document it down. And it's quite a nice little um, look back through the house because we've not been bad. in two years as well. And when you, like, When you do do bits around your own house, it's mad to look how it started and to think what you walked into as close to what it's become. And when you know a lot of that is you and you've put your life, out, like your heart and soul into it it is such a nice feeling and I remember getting the book for the first time thinking oh my god I remember when I did that like I loved making Rosie's yeah. room I loved making the blue loo the little downstairs toilet was the first room I did because I thought right it's tiny it's not too overwhelming and I'm going to keep all the like plumbing fixtures, so I don't need anyone to come in and do that so I can decorate it myself and it was just my, my I loved it I loved every second of it painted it blue you know <laughs> you just think you can have it any colour you want you can Put any design you want in there because you're doing it yourself and no-one's there to say, oh, that won't look right or that's a bad idea. I mean, sometimes that can bite you in the bum, but most of the time it's quite fun.
0: <laughs> and does Joe have any input into what he would quite like in the room or does he just completely let you just get on with it?
2: He, he I will ask him because I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope he likes it. And he will just be like, Yeah sounds good like (laughs) he doesn't have the foresight and he really isn't that interested at all he's more like cool you go and have some fun i'll go take the kids to the park
0: oh Oh. that works well then and you've nearly done all your rooms now so what happens now do you move house again or (laughs) redo the rooms again or just enjoy it
2: I, i just want to enjoy it we've still got quite a few things to do um but the majority, like the bulk, big stuff is done, which is such a nice yeah. feeling. So it's nice to just sit back and not have to do anything. I think for now, I just want to look after it. Like we never in our in our lives thought we would have a, a home like this ever. So oh, it's such a beautiful home gear. as well. Oh, we're just so lucky, Rob. Like we just got so lucky with it, and so there's such a joy out of like repainting if something needs a repaint, cleaning the things that you've done, mm. looking after the stuff that you've. You've worked hard to put in there, and I'm. I'm there's a lot of heart pack. in that
0: house. It feels like a real family home. When you go in it, it feels like a proper family home full of love. Where there's a lot of houses you walk in, and they're nice houses, but you don't feel that, you know. But it's, oh. it's so lovely when you go in. You sort of, feel, you know, some houses you go in and go, oh, I could stay here for a few weeks and just feel like <laughs> home. It's one of them ones. Well, you're more than welcome, Rob. You know that
2: anytime. Oh,
0: I doubt that. You'd
1: get me out doing school runs and everyone's washing. I'd become star. <laughs> It's true. You hear, you've got
2: to chip in. Everyone contributes
1: i reckon if i was doing a podcast 45 minutes in with two kids in the room it would have collapsed by now i can't believe how smoothly it's going how's it going with the two kids over there so oh it's going all right.
2: rex is on his third packet of crisps <laughs> and uh <laughs> rose is having a cuddle with me he's dragging a witch's hat around the floor as well which is always fun because the boys wanted the de- halloween decorations out oh, but God, yeah you. no we get through things we get through it
0: it's incredible <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the final question we ask everyone this, um, not always about Joe Swash, but about their partner. What's the one thing Joe does that infuriates you with the kids as a parent and what's the one thing that he does that's amazing and you love him even more for it?
2: Um, the one thing he does that infuriates me is he Just loves to get them stuff. <laughs> um, that's, like, my least favourite thing. I hate getting my kids stuff for no reason, unless it's, like, birthday be mitzvah or whatever. Yeah, why are they getting stuff? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not life. You don't just get. You don't just wake up one day and get stuff unless it's bills through the post. <laughs> so I hate that. It drives me absolutely mental. What kind
0: of stuff we just like little teddies oh, when he's out?
2: Comes home with absolute rubbish. You know, like <laughs> a plastic car or. Yeah. I don't know. Just like sort of goo, goo, slime, gunk, whatever. And I'm like, why? But why? Do you hate me? Like, what is this?
0: <laughs> so is it more because you don't want the kids to feel like they just get stuff for the sake of it? Or does it just get clogged up the house?
2: It's a combination of the two. Mostly, I don't like them to get stuff unless, like, there's a real reason for yeah. it. Because I feel like rewards are for people who have done amazing things or it's really special. <laughs> I am sound like a right uh, dictator, but, you know, I just don't think they should get stuff and no but, uh, reason, I'd say, ever. from this
0: interview, you're not, you're not coming across as a horrible mum. No, 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 right. no one's going to take away we've, that. We've had them. guests
1: like that, but don't worry, you're not one of them. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Um And then, but, yeah, it also just fills up the house, and you know what it's like, Rob. Like, they play with it for two minutes. Yeah. Once the slime's in the carpet and it's ruined, that's it, and all I'm left with is a damaged carpet and an unhappy child.
0: Yeah, I think me and Joe have got two <laughs> much in common you might need to form a support group with lou
2: <laughs> i'm literally about to message her now I'm like, do you ever want a break <laughs> i'll send joe to yours if you come to mine. oh
0: can you imagine the house if you were, if joe came and lived at mine with some of the kids it'd be awful an animal house you know the natural bamboo oh
2: my god we would have the most meticulously beautiful house lou and i
0: i think you'd be so, able to operate in the kitchen if you two were there <laughs> And um, what's the best? The best thing he does as a parent, Stacey. Um,
2: he just loves our kids so much. It's, a, it's a, I, I, I'm, I fell in love with him because of how much he loved his own son and how much uh, you know time he had for my children. And he's that has never has never, and I know will never end. I think that's the most attractive thing about him. And yeah, he loves them so much. More attractive perfect. than his hair. Oh, more attractive than every single fibre on his head. I love every fibre of
0: your body, <laughs> self-produced and applied. But he's his love. He just loves the kids so much.
2: He just loves them, Rob. Like you, he's just obsessed with them, and he'd do anything for them. And, and yeah, that's all I, I think. That's all I really ever wanted from a partner was someone who loves us. That's all we need, yeah. really. And yeah, he's got Aww. that in an abundance. So we're so lucky. Aww. So
0: lovely, thanks, Stacey. So much, much, Stacey. It feels a bit sycophantic this interview, but you and Joe are two of the most genuine, lovely people I've ever met, like inside telly or outside telly stuff. And it's nice because sometimes people aren't all that they seem, but you two are definitely the real deal. And I'm so happy that you're happy, and you've got such great success. And I hope both books go to number two and three in the chart behind (laughs) that one.
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh, the feelings you're so well. we love you Liz. cheers thank Stacey. you enjoy your kids uh, right. you. Bye. You. Bye.
1: stacy solomon absolutely love that
0: rob she's great isn't she i think tap to tide is one of the most genius marketing things on instagram that there's ever been yeah isn't it yeah it's amazing isn't it anyway uh make sure you buy her book after
1: you've bought after you bought ours I'm, I'm recording this, Rob, from the booth mm. that we're doing the audiobook in.
0: Yes, that's exciting, isn't it? Yes. But um, yeah. buy the audiobook and the real book. Also, I felt a bit harsh going in on the listeners the other day about... But you know what? I
1: think I was right. Yeah. I've looked at the numbers and they need to pull their finger out. Yeah. See you in Waterstones. See you in Waterstones. See you in Blue Water for the signing. Oh, yeah. And we're doing uh, the London Literature Festival or something where we're...
0: I mean, that, I mean look, there's very much one booking for you, one booking for me. There's very much prototype. one for each
1: of us there. So I'll see you all at the London Literature <laughs> Festival. I will be there. And I'll be drinking through blue water to get through it. So and I, that, I cannot wait for my first and last London Literature Festival. <laughs> yeah, I really hope we turn up and there's like some really like... I was about to name some people and uh, I couldn't. But some really posh authors and then we turn up. Oh, A.A. A. Gill. Is he an author? He's dead. Or, so, oh. anyway... Uh, he must.
0: Yeah, but he still wrote books, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure but he But he won't
1: be there. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't be there. Oh,
0: that's the way you get out of it, is it? Being dead. <laughs> that's hmm, how you to get know. out of the London Literature Festival.
1: <laughs> but your sales keep going. But it will be great, though. It will, will be great. Yeah, look forward to us naming some more dead people that won't be there.
0: To be honest, let's be honest, anyone going to London Literature Festival has probably not listened to the of Solomon episode. They
1: certainly haven't got to the last bit. They certainly <laughs> haven't got to the last bit. <laughs> Um, Right, I'll see you on Tuesday. See you on Tuesday. Bye.